I'll bring you in a minute. I'll, I'll introduce you and everything. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. An ex-boyfriend of a Westchester woman whose body was found stuffed in a suitcase. Javier De Silva, nabbed by detectives from both New York and Connecticut after he used an ATM card belonging to the victim. That was Valerie Reyes, R.I.P., to withdraw cash from her account. Uh, De Silva, Venezuelan citizen, living in Queens illegally after overstaying a visa. Busted in the borough Monday night... Uh, the Greenwich police also wouldn't address De Silva's immigration status. Uh, now that we are aware of him, we will take steps needed to confirm his alienage and issue a detainer as needed, a nice official said. Uh, joining me now is Dan Kreisman. Hey, Dan. Hello, how are you? Thanks for being here. Uh, yeah. What do you think about this? Uh, why would you drop it on a roadside? Yeah, it's so unoriginal, too. Yeah, to kill your wife? Yeah, but in a suitcase and all that? Come on. Well, a suitcase is a good thing for traveling, and... Uh, was she hot? <laughs> yeah, she looks pretty good. Uh, I, don't, I don't ever picture it. Uh, Valerie, anybody named Valerie is going to be kind of pretty. You ever yeah. notice that? Now, there's certain names that are pretty, certain names that are kind of blah, and then there's certain names that are like... Uh, like, my wife's name is Mandy. You expect a blonde with big tits. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and then I had two Michelles that are pretty different. And then, you know, think about some of the girls you've been with. Who was your last girlfriend? Oh, you're going to give me a try. Okay, well, just a first name. <laughs> Take a girl like April. Okay. What do you, what do you April. expect of a girl named April? What's she going to be like? Yeah. I, I, I expect her to be small, for one thing. Okay. I expect it's fresh looking. Not very interesting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like a cool, but sorry for if there's any Aprils uh, out there. Well, really not sorry. very interesting is the least we'll say about them if there are. But... <laughs> Come on. You got to be ready to insult. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think, anyway. We'll just talk about uh, Cuomo then. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, Cuomo. Well, you know, I I got nothing to say about Cuomo right now, except that, like, uh, I guess he's pretty upset about this whole Amazon deal. That's the big news in New York. Everybody, uh, nobody can get enough of talking about it. The Amazon deal. You know, I I bark at this thing. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Right, right. You you definitely studied it. But I, but. Even though I was interested in the way they were changing the roads and this and that, and Andy Brayford and what he's doing with the MTA, mm-hmm. I didn't. And I, you know, I'm reporting on it. I didn't even see the Amazon deal coming. Oh, really? I, you mean you I, didn't see it coming as far as getting rid of it, or as I didn't far as see like... that coming? I didn't see the L train hoax coming. L train? Ho- what do you mean hoax? Oh, that was a hoax. What was a hoax? They told us they were going to shut down the L train, uh-huh. and the whole time it was like, really? There's two tubes. Why are you doing this? And then in seven years, they didn't connect the G and the J train. They were having like this crisis. They put in congestion pricing. Mm-hmm. They raised the tax of the tolls and the lifts. Mm-hmm. And then the January 3rd, they come out into the next year and go, oh, we're not shutting down the L train. Oh, so they just wanted to raise the tolls and everything. They wanted to get, they wanted to get, yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't been going well. They are doing work on there. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're working, right? They're doing something. People, are, people have fumes in the cars. People passing out from fumes a time or two. That's what I read in the newspaper. <laughs> well, the fumes are no joke. Air right. monitoring is like coming and it's coming hard. It, like, see, we, we aren't on the front lines enough. Mm-hmm. The Green New Deal's happening. What do you mean it's happening? It's, it, 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 as ridiculous as some of the things they're saying, it's happening. How do you figure? There's too much momentum for it. Momentum? 
Huge momentum. Nobody thinks it's a good idea. Okay, what was the last crisis? It was the subway. Oh. Hurricane Sandy. This, uh, crisis. The, the Wall Street thing. The, that supposed crisis. Hurricane Sandy. Mm-hmm. And then it was, all oh, the L train's going to shut down. And I, then well, it was, I don't like, think that was quite then, up there with Hurricane Sandy. Oh, they, re, they rerouted the whole city. It was crazy what they did. It was oh. because of Hurricane Sandy the L train shut down. Anyway, then they go into Amazon. That's gone. Cuomo says he's broke. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump says, well, you better start fracking. Cuomo blames the fracking on Trump. Mm-hmm. They're building a, building a Williams pipeline throughout, like right under Staten Island mm-hmm. into uh, the Rockaways. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the new crisis. Should we ban fracking or not? Because in the next six months, fracking in New York is going to be a question. To uh, the point where they'll split the state. The body of uh, Reyes, yeah, 24-year-old uh, <laughs> New Rochelle resident, was found on the morning of February 5th uh, just off Glenville Road in Greenwich, about a mile from the Merritt Parkway. You know the very spot. Uh, news of the arrest came on the day. Reyes was mourned. That was the day they found out about it. They were. It was a packed New Rochelle wake, and they were weeping, but I'm sure that they were very, very happy to hear uh, that this guy was arrested, uh, that they at least had somebody in custody. That seems to be a big deal. Do they have any real evidence on him? Uh, yeah, well, they have him using her card, and she's dead. He's taking money <laughs> out of her account. So yeah, that's that, a tough case. To yeah, fight, that, that's at least probable cause, I think. Uh, and then and then that's what they do, you know, uh, is they get some evidence. They'll probably charge him with illegal uh, of a body, unlawful of a body. It's actually a federal case now because he, he crossed state lines. So do we know anything about this guy? Well, we know that he crossed state lines with a body. He crossed state lines. Come on. <laughs> no, it's a federal crime because of that. Yeah, believe it or not, he took it to Connecticut from, yeah, but that from doesn't Queens. Mean he, like... Well, what I'm reading says it is. That means, you, yeah, you, 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 there's certain, th- certain crimes. If you take them across uh, state lines, it becomes a, uh, you know, a federal offense. <laughs> it's true. If you take a minor and fuck her across state lines, now it's like uh, this, is, this has become a felony. They don't know what to do. We don't know what to do. With well, state lines are interesting, aren't they? It's crazy. Yeah. So New York, right? Uh, Massachusetts, weed is legal. Vermont, weed is legal. New Jersey, weed is definitely going to be legal. Pennsylvania's got a law on the books. And so does Connecticut, ready to go. What's with all this weed? And Cuomo can't even, uh, he doesn't even have that. Why won't he do it? Because uh, he's I don't gutless. Know. He, he, he's, he, it's hard for him to make a decision because he always wants everybody to be, you know, thinking he's fine. And he comes out with this two point three billion dollar deficit. Why can't he just say weed will cover it? Like what? Like what? What is going on? Well, they're yeah. going to start fracking well, they, in New York. That would be great. That'd be great. I think so. So in fifty years, when there's no more natural gas, and those guys from Texas make Gives all the shit. money we'll, on we'll it, we'll be dead. Who cares? We'll be dead. We'll be dead. We we need agriculture up there. We don't need. We won't. When we we're don't dead. need to wipe out the land and kill all the water. What are you, some kind of Indian? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> gonna be well, fine. yeah. Come on, I mean, I'm more Indian than AOC. We came here to we came here to rape the land, not to protect it. Uh, fracking is, uh, you know, uh, is that a joke to you, or are you like? Uh, what do you mean is it a joke? Like, to me? Everything's a, a joke, joke to me. I'm, okay. a, I'm a comic. All right. Yeah. I mean, like you know, <laughs> but if you take things so but we hard did, too. But we did come here to, uh, you know, we. I don't. I don't think we came here to fight, but it ended up being sort of a, you know, there were some fights, cowboys and Indians. You saw it on TV growing up, and we, you saw know, it the, on TV. The, the reason that we had to fight the Indians. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't experience it you first. Know, cowboys and Indians were fighting when we were kids. They had footage, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, we uh, we get to reap the benefits now, just as everybody does. You know what I mean? Like, I I would assume that a lot of people would rather live here than Kenya, or you know, uh, they'd rather live here than uh, say, you know, 
Italy, wherever they're from, you know. But I mean, like, if, if sometimes people don't come up, come here and in, in under the best circumstances, but they end up going, hey, you know what? That was my ancestor, and now I'm fine. You know, I mean, like, I don't know where my people came from. I wish I had an ethnic identity. Well, though, you have what are you? I'm German, Irish, and Italian. Yeah, okay. That's, anytime you go with three things, it's kind of like fucking, at least you know, you know what I mean? But you end up being deluded a little bit, don't you think? A little bit deluded. Although you seem like you're pretty no, fucking well, no, dense yeah, with personality. No, my grandmother was half Irish, my grandfather was a quarter German, and my grandmother was quarter Italian. So I knew I my think you're sh- I think you're short a quarter. Half Italian, quarter German. Half Irish, quarter German. Now you got me all. That was your grandmother. Half Irish, yeah, grandma. Okay, she was well, born if right she here. Was, but if my she was, was born right here in Hell's Kitchen. Well, that only makes you an eighth Irish. No, I'm half Irish. No, if your grandma's half, then your parents are quarter. Oh well, her husband was Irish too, but I knew her. Oh, so you were three quarters Irish on like the grandma. Like I was raised by like legit Irish. What about your parents? My mom is a hundred percent Irish. Okay. My dad's half German, half Italian. Wow. They did this in successive generations. And that was a big deal. Yeah. That was crossing the line. <laughs> what do you mean crossing the oh, line? Oh, you're going out with an Italian kid? You're really? An Irish girl from Harlem? Oh. Go, her dad moves her upstate and she starts going out with some Italian kid? Hey, that hey. was a big deal. Are you kidding me? I bet he was hot stuff. Yeah. I mean. Goodfellas type shit. You know what I mean? Like you got that whole. Uh, uh, and then the German part. I don't know. Are you organized? Are you good at organizing No, things? I'm horrible at organizing. Yeah. My my grandfather would be so disappointed if he would that. <laughs> he um designed Newark Airport, my grandfather. Did he really? You know <laughs> what? Newark he designed Newark Airport. He designed desi- it. He's an architect my, or was? No, no, he was a structural design engineer. Uh-huh. And he was a head structural design engineer for the Port Authority. Wow. Well so, that's like, saying something did, like, too. The Tappan Zee Bridge, Seven World Trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Seven World Trade, meaning the oh the one that uh, it's no longer standing, right? <laughs> the one that mysteriously went down. Yeah. Oh, that was odd, right? <laughs> you seem sure like was. you might get into a conspiracy here and there. Well, I was there, or a theory rather. You were there. I was there. So you I were gotta, in Seven I World got, Trade. I, everyone's going to debunk my theory, so I, I'm going to go ahead with it. Well, we'll t- we'll talk about it off. Uh, 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 well, maybe we'll do a separate. We'll do a special. The Dan Kreisman nine uh, eleven conspiracy the theory. Blow up from the bottom. Okay. Well, that's that's succinct. I guess we won't. <laughs> it's still fascinating, though. I mean, like when I, they have a lot. Of, I've watched a, a couple of truther videos. I think they're pretty interesting. Uh, you know, I guess we'll never know. Uh, Look for the ones that aren't pointing up. Monday, I was there four blocks away. Monday's when the second building fell and there was an explosion at the bottom. Okay. Monday's guest on Crime Report is going to be Gil. That's okay. Gil Valley. Of, uh, you know you know him as Cannibal Cop, Gil Valley. You also know him as Cannibal Author, Gil Valley. His book, Option for a Movie. And, and I, I believe all three of his movie uh, books have been Option for Movies. Gil Valley, very successful. First three books, bam, 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 writes them. And they're all option for motion pictures. So this is uh, very, very, very big news. Happy for Gil. And here's even bigger news. On Monday, you will be able to watch Crime Report. You, you don't have to pay nothing. You're a fan of Patex and you like New York City Crime Report. Yes, of course. Crime Report on Mondays, compoundmedia.com. It's free now. So look, you know, I used to gripe and, and, and ask you guys to subscribe and stuff like that. Maybe some of you did. Uh, if, you, if you got addicted to the other programming, which I'm sure you did, I'm sure you'll go on and, and continue to subscribe. I'm free on Mondays now. I also have a Thursday show, and uh, I appear on a couple of other things throughout the week. But what you want to see is Crime Report live, compoundmedia.com, 
Monday. And I promise this time it's going to be there. We were supposed to do it last week, and they didn't turn the shit on. So if you tuned in, I apologize. But Monday, 8 o'clock, compoundmedia.com. How about that, Dan? Isn't that great? I'm really, I'm stoked about it. We got Greg the Greek and Gil Valley, cannibal author. That's really exciting. Sounds cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That Uh, takes a lot to write a book. Yeah, they say it does. I mean, like, I've never done it. I've uh, tried. You know. You tried writing a book? Yeah, like I would start writing a book, and it's like, oh god, <laughs> it's like uh, it becomes a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, I start writing a book. Usually, it's in an email to somebody because <laughs> I'm on something that makes me focus, you know. And I'm <laughs> like, shit, I'm not going to send this. I'll be a maniac if I send this. So we're like, this guy is out of his fucking mind. This guy has written me. Uh, a couple of you know, if you've written me before, you, you may get something too long back. A female inmate who sued the city uh, by uh, say, and saying she was raped by two Rikers Island jail guards won a $500,000 settlement. A woman, she filed a suit anonymously in August. She claimed in her Manhattan federal lawsuit that correction officer Leonard McNeil raped her repeatedly in 2015 while she was awaiting trial. Well, I mean, you got to pass the time somehow. You know what I mean? If you're awaiting trial, it's, it's almost like getting outdoors for a few minutes, you know? Uh, then uh, McNeil allegedly helped another correction officer, helped another one, Jose Cosme, Rape her after Cosme threatened to expose McNeil. I'm going to tell on you. I'm going to expose you. Then what happened? McNeil's like, okay, look, uh, I can hook you up. (laughs) And he's like, okay. Now they both became rapists, allegedly. Uh, Cosme pleaded guilty. So he's no longer allegedly in June 2017, a criminal sex act. He was sentenced to 10 years probation and was required to register as a sex offender. Uh, that's the entire story, as it appears in the New York Post, with under the headline, 500G win for, quote, raped inmate. Um, oh, God. Interesting, right? Well, it, well, the thing that's interesting to me is um, it's all right that people get raped in prison. Well, it was, uh, what do you mean it's all right? It's all right. What do you, how is it all right? I mean, they, like, this guy like, got in a listen, lot of trouble. And they paid her half a million dollars. Yeah, but for us, we're not that appalled that people get raped in prison. Well, I mean, she was raped by guards. I guess if you, if you had your choice, raped by guards or raped by inmates. If you get raped by an inmate, there's no big cash settlement coming. You know, yeah, you got to exactly. get raped by the right people. Especially if you're a guy and you get raped by an inmate, you're like, dude, that's on you, bro. Yeah. That's on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, sometimes it's a, the way a lot of jail sex works, according to my friend Dan Jenis, who never was involved in any of this, but he did observe it. He said that, like, a lot of times you're, uh, you sort of have, like, a, a fear, of course, you know, and then you'll meet a guy who is like, hey, uh, and he'll, uh, he'll give you some drugs or something, so you owe him, and then, like, uh, you'll end up giving him a back rub or something, you know, rubbing his shoulders after a workout. You work out together and stuff like that. You hang out, and then just, like, little by little, he kind of grooms you, right? You know, we always imagine this, like, gigantic guy just going, like, open him up, and then you got to spread your butt cheeks and take it. Or, you know, you fight like hell, you bite a fucking ball sack, and then you end up getting your head punched through the wall. Uh, it's no good either way. You know, like I, I read one thing about a guy who said, I, first thing I do when I get a new soulmate, make him toss my salad. I want to let him know who's boss. Well, that definitely would do it. But I mean, hey. he said it's more like that. He said it's generally more of a friendly thing, you know, uh, rather than like a violent rape scenario. Like, and it's I, like legit romance, romance that goes, like romance, I guess. I mean, legit, you know, I mean... <laughs> It, I guess it depends. I guess it can go that way, you know. But if it's sort of like uh, you just really are scared, 
And then eventually, you know, I mean, like you just go, oh, the fuck. Uh, yeah, but I, at a certain point, they got to get you to surrender. Right. And then, and then, like the guy has his like penis in you, and he's kissing the back of your neck. <laughs> and then you go, wow, this is not how my life was supposed to turn out. I did not expect things to go this way. I wish I hadn't broken the law. Well, 500 grand. Now, do you think that like an inmate, uh, if she's raped, should get, a raped woman in, in, in jail should get more money than a, a bigger settlement or a smaller settlement than someone that's raped on the outside? Say the same guy, same situation. They rape a woman outside. I think the guards should be castrated. Castrated. That seems a bit like a, that seems a bit uh, draconian to me. In terms <laughs> They're of fucking prison guards. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mean so they? Like they the they, prison guards are the one people you should be allowed to be draconian on. You should. You should. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. I mean, they, <laughs> prison guards. First of all, it's a very difficult job. It is not an easy job. You're in jail your whole day. You are in prison just like they are. You get to walk, you know, you move. You're not locked down. You have all the privileges. You do get to go home. You I understand the difference. You get to be an asshole. But you are in prison. You have to be an asshole. You don't just get a pass. You must. If you're not, you know, in Rikers, the prisoners kind of run the place, you know. I mean, the thing is, is like a lot of these guys come from the same neighborhood. And so since they come from the same neighborhood, they, they're going to know these guys when they get out. And they know people who know them when they go home to their neighborhood. So they kind of all have to remain a little bit friendly sometimes. Now, I don't know about this woman who got raped. Apparently, she was in a different category. But when you're in a women's jail, you know, look, uh, what's her name? Had to, go to, had to go to prison. The one who raped that uh, fucking guy, she got pregnant by him. They had a son named Justice. This guy was a cop killer. She was pregnant and they sent her to prison? The guy's name was Rondell something. Yeah. And she they was. They sent a girl to jail over that? Yeah. Because the thing is. They did? Well, if you're in custody. Like from the Miracle Baby? <laughs> that wasn't a miracle, baby. They were they were going at it for a while. You think it was just a one and done? Who knows? That's what they like showed on the camera. Like it was like one and done with Rondell or yeah. Ronell. Ronell. What was his last name? I don't remember. But he he tried to pull that retard defense. I remember that. He's like uh, the retard defense. I'm too retarded to be to be uh, you know executed. No, I'm I'm interested in the kid. Are you really? Justice. What's that, yeah. What's that kid like? <laughs> I'm sure, you know, yeah, Listen, he's a, his father was on death row. His, and his father still got the job done and made a baby before he went there. Yeah, well, uh, you got to, you know, you I got know. no respect for that. Seaman, seaman, doesn't matter what who it comes out of, it's, you know, and, and it, it kind of matters. Kid. He's a cop killer, born of a cop doesn't killer, a, born of a cop killer, is. and a convict. Yeah, hey, I no, I don't know, pay for the sins of the father. I don't know about angel baby. The kid might be a good kid. That's he very well may be. Let's hope. I mean, that's the best we can hope for. But what do you think about this 500 Gs? This woman has five. What, do you, what is she going to do with this money? 500 grand to get raped in prison? I mean. And by the time you pay your lawyer, you walk out with 300 grand <laughs> and you're at therapy every day for the rest of your life. I, I'm going to say even, more like about 220 so yeah, after the lawyer and taxes. Because yeah. I'm sure you have to pay taxes you on a settlement. You have to pay for the rape kit, too. <laughs> probably do. <laughs> now, that was the New York Post version. I want you to see the difference okay, in the Daily listen, News version. New York Post, there was one article. I wish I was smart right now. Remember the guy's name. He said there were 16 public advocate candidates, and Eric Ulrich was the only Republican in the race, mm-hmm. and the rest of them were all Democrats. So that's what it said in the article. Well, we'll get there. That's a mistake. Manny Alejandro, Jared, Jared Rich, February 26th. Like, the, how bad these newspapers are. The misinformation. Yeah. They're just wrong. 
it's too bad. Uh, sometimes they do it on purpose. But like uh, in, in uh, the Daily News, their writing is just considerably different. Okay, here New York City has agreed to pay. First of all, look at the difference in the articles, right? Okay, this says uh, what does it say? Okay, five hundred GUN for raped inmate. It's in quotes, and there's no picture, nothing. It's four paragraphs. The Daily News version. Wow, there's a whole picture and everything of the Rikers facility. There's uh, another like, picture. Like this girl the hit the lotto. Yeah, it's like yeah, she bought this with the 500 grand. We see the New York City skyline in the background. <laughs> it's very nice. And New York City has agreed to pay 500 thousand dollars to settle a lawsuit by a former Rikers Island inmate who said she was raped by two correction officers. This, in, in fact, it's not just different writing. It tells a completely different story. Dude, what is that 220 grand going to do for that girl? I don't know. I mean, like, I'd love to have that much money. I'd like to have two grand. Uh, the woman was at the Rose M. Singer Center at Rikers awaiting trial on drug charges in 2015 when she was raped, sexually abused, and sexually harassed by correction officers Jose Cosme and Leonard McNeil, according to a lawsuit she filed last year. After she reported the attacks, correction staff and inmates retaliated with threats against her life and verbal abuse and denied her the most basic necessities, such as soap. The lawsuit said, no compensation will ever come close to writing the sexual violence our clients suffered wait, 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 wait. at the hands. They, were, they wouldn't even let her bathe while they were sexually abusing her? Allegedly in the lawsuit, yes. That lawyer is terrible. <laughs> Well, they let her what, bathe. They just didn't let her have soap. What town was it in? Rikers Island. Oh, that, this is that was stupid. Yeah. No compensation will ever come close. Uh, so, okay, now, they were only able to get five hundred G's. Cosme thirty. See now, the, but the thing is, is like not everything you say when you're trying to sue somebody is going to necessarily be true. Maybe they denied her soap once. Maybe they were out of soap, and they're like, "Sorry, we're out of soap. We'll have some tomorrow." And she's like, "I was denied soap." Well, that's true. She was denied soap. The question was, was, was the girl raped? Well, I mean, I, I think there's still a question mark on it in a way. Because, look, the conviction was uh, was not for rape. It was for, he pled guilty to, uh, let's see, he pled guilty to criminal sex act. That's rape. Criminal sex act. Well, rape and criminal sex act are not necessarily the same. Rape is a criminal sex act. But, but why, you know, why would they put rape in the headline? No, and they're say, pretty the same. No, they're not. What? It's a lower charge. It's a plea. The guy pled down to it, obviously, if he pled guilty. But wouldn't they give you a charge for prostitution? I'm just saying that I'm just saying in the eyes of the law, that's a different charge. Clearly it's a different charge. I don't but even understand what you're saying. Why would it have two different names? What could a sexual violence act be? A criminal sexual act? A criminal sexual act. Right? <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because it because maybe he did fuck her. Maybe it was like a rape, but they go, okay, we're gonna let you plead that down if you plead guilty. That's how plea bargains work. It's like they've got you dead to rights. They don't want to go through a whole trial, so they go, you can plead guilty to this. And it's going to be he said, she said anyway. All, like, yeah. I mean, he lawyers up. The whole thing goes on for years. You know, they, they, especially they like, if they were already dating, the girl could always say, <laughs> you raped me. That's so true. But you're not yeah. allowed to date the prison guards. You're actually not allowed to date the prisoners. You know, if you're in custody, then if you have sex with a prison guard. That's rape. It doesn't matter. Nope. What are you talking as about? Of, no, motherfucker. Yes. As of March 31st, 2018. Now, yeah. But before March okay. 31st, 2018, it was legal for cops to have sex with people they detained. Not talking about arrested. cops. Not talking about cops. I'm talking about inmates and correction officers are two different things. Did you ever hear Anna Chambers? I'm two sure you did. Of course. Sure. Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah. Isn't that hilarious, that case? Yeah. She and I hooked up. She's, she's not that bad. Uh, have you ever seen her? Yeah, I went to the court. Can really? I, you went to the you went to her court date? I went to one of her court years, Yeah, <laughs> just to see her. Well, I was oh, kind of like shit. sitting there with her. 
What she, was your impression of her? Anna Chambers, of course, if you don't remember, we covered this. Uh, this was last summer, or the summer before last. She was uh, allegedly raped by a couple of cops uh, who uh, basically took her out of a car because she was prettiest. That's what it sounds like. Uh, they charged her with having some drugs on her, something they were going to. That's why they picked her up. Uh, you know, the car had been pulled over. They take her. They let her friends go. They, they take her in a van. And uh, they're uniformed, whatever, but uh, they got a police van. And then they uh, parked outside of a, uh, what was they the restaurant? They had a ball in that van. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she fucked ball. them both, basically. I wish they, they had fu- a dash they both cam. Her. That's yeah. what I wish. I, they got their body cams. <laughs> they they should have had those, uh, yeah, left, their, I mean, left their shirts on. If cops are going to rape a girl at work, they should at least have to put it on their body cam. Yeah, put on a soundtrack and uh, have, a, have, a, have a sex tape. But, the, you know, those, uh, those guys, they're not... Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's still ongoing, but it doesn't look as good for her as it once did. It doesn't look as good. But what became interesting is the cop who's on trial was having an affair with the assistant district attorney. Well, that certainly creates a conflict of interest, doesn't it? <laughs> she had four kids. She was like married to like her husband. Mm-hmm. And like if you're not following, we're talking about yeah, out. Anna Chambers, Boom. who uh, that's her, that's like a bullshit name. We don't know her real name. She's definitely uh, Russian, and uh, she is, uh, yeah, very attractive, and and became uh, the uh, subject of conversation, subject of news when she was allegedly raped by these uh, by these cops down in Coney Island, is where it was. So that was a little side jaunt uh, down memory lane, and I can't believe you went to see one of her court dates. That's yeah. fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah. How do you know when her court dates are coming up? She just like um, from seeing it in the paper. On Facebook, gotta... there's always just like groups of like uh-huh. protests outside here, protests outside there. Oh, okay. There's a lot of good protests going on. I'm gonna. Are you into protesting? Yeah, because why, you're why, you're why running. Why else did I lose my voice? Well, you're running for public advocate. Are yeah. you? And you're still in the race. No. You are now advocating for. I'm advocating for. They're building Williams Pipeline. Oh, no, no, no. The guy, the guy that you're advocating for who's also running. The guy, I'm not advocating. Curtis Sleeway. I thought you were behind him now. Oh, Curtis Sleeway. Him and Eric Ulrich, they played me, man. Oh, really? What oh, happened? Oh, they're on some old school 20 years into, 40, 50 years into this game, pal. Oh, We yeah. know how to handle this. Well, hey, yeah, Curtis has been around since, uh, yeah, since forever, the 80s, 70s. He goes way back. Eric Ulrich at the beginning was scared that people were going to jump up and run against him. So Curtis came out and said, I'm going to run. And he like made this big circus where he went to all the events. So everyone that was at the events was like, oh, my God, Curtis Liwa. They all signed his signatures. And at the end, he was like, yeah, well, I'm not allowed to run. I, you know, I, I got to work for ABC. And, and I so, told him that at the debate, that that's what he was doing. So he, he, he like, swept them all up for what purpose? To protect Ulrich. How does he protect Ulrich that way? I mean, By like, running against the other Republicans and stealing his signatures. Getting everybody. And not even let him on the ballot. Sort of. Oh, I see. Oh, Curtis, you run. Everyone will love you. You'll get a bunch of signatures. How many signatures do you need? You need like 6,000. Okay. Well, you there's know why you need 6,000? 8.5 million people in the city. I mean, how does that stop anybody from getting the signatures? It gives you like 12 days, dude. Well, yeah, but he's got the same 12 days as anybody. I mean, like, just go to where he's not. I mean, I get... Well, when you're going to all the Republican meetings to put your name out there... All the Republicans sign with him? Yeah. I see. So you you have, you have miss having all these, like, hundreds of signatures that would be well, there. Well, basically, yeah. what happened, here's what happened. I filled out my uh, signature petition, and I filled it out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I could, somebody told me, like, yo, you filled this out wrong. I was like, oh. And then I lost my voice, and I was like, oh. 
God. Well, you got to have a voice. I was like, how am I going to do this? Can't advocate without a voice. Yeah, so... um, Now, why do you want to be a public advocate? No, 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 no. Don't you want to be? What are you going to do when you're public advocate? Oh, I see. Is that the better way to ask the question? Yeah. Okay, well, why do you want to be a public advocate? Because there's nothing else I want to do. Okay, got it. So there's nothing better to do, run for public advocate. Yeah. Okay, and so you uh, run for public advocate, and now you're you're still in the race. You didn't get your signatures, or you did? No, there's February 26th election. The special election. And there's another one in November. So you're gearing up for November. I'm already getting my base together for November. I'm um, basically, here's the plan. Okay. Okay, so competition, get ready. This is what's coming at you. They all listen. I'm going to get the Libertarian Party. That's the hardest one for me to get, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get the Green Party. Excellent. How are you going to do that? Because I'm, I'm the biggest environmentally friendly advocate in this whole city. Really? I'm ahead of the curb when it comes to this the, the, the environment. Ahead of the curb? Yeah. Okay, so how, how, uh, how, what, what sort of policies do you advocate that they're not down with yet? Um, the first policy is no more frack gas in New York City. At all, fracked right gas. Fracked gas. Okay, we do we have? Does the city run on a lot of fracked gas? The, so the city in the last twenty years, since Bloomberg with Vision Twenty Thirty, wanted the whole city to be natural gas. Okay, and basically the whole city is natural gas. Okay, and they ripped out oil tanks to put in natural gas systems, and the MTA bus fleet is natural gas. And they made them shut down Indian Point, the nuclear power plant, and illegally built a power plant in the Hudson Valley, ran off of natural gas. Okay. They turned the whole city into a natural gas monopoly. Certainly is strange. You know, it certainly is strange because uh, Bloomberg is like a, uh, you know, he's a very environmentally friendly guy. So I'm, I'm surprised he's he a very fill-my-wallet friendly guy. He's mm. in control. How after money. Bloomberg, who was the mayor during the financial collapse... And ran the media for the financial collapse, gets such a pass that he then becomes mayor for a third term. Well, you know, he was doing a pretty good job. Crime was, you know, uh, bringing crime down. Crime's a big issue for people. Crime Crime was falling. Yeah. And so, like, I think they care about that more than they care about with the environment now to people who aren't quite as tuned in as you, which is almost everybody. Uh, it's not as uh, it, it's it's not as tangible of an issue as do they feel safe, so securing that I think that's that's first and foremost. And I, I also you know Bloomberg they felt safe with him because of him having twenty six billion dollars. They figure you know like if he wanted to get something done and the city didn't want to pay for it, he would just chip in. I mean he did stuff on his own, and so like you know I'm sure that he gives away plenty, but always you know philanthropic shit. But he would spend money on his job too. And see you know what I liked about Bloomberg, he rode the subway. When De Blasio comes down to get on the subway, it's a it's a whole press conference. It's he a whole thing. Even fit in there. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta bring in everybody, you know. And I shut down, get all the homeless people out. Here comes here comes De Blasio. Bloomberg took it like very regularly. He rode a bike, you know. It's just like uh, I know there's a height differential there. That's that's probably pretty comical, you know. I mean, Bloomberg's a rather short guy, and De Blasio's six uh, like six eleven or something, but uh, he's six five. But, so I, I I hear you, but. Wasn't Bloomberg mayor during Occupy Wall Street? He was, yeah, he was. He was uh, till 2011 and through 2012. And he was so nice to those young people, and he let them occupy in a park, right? Yeah. Did anything happen? Eventually. Wall Street got worse and worse and worse. They got Spitzer out of there, too. 
It got worse. And Spitzer was the only one clean in that Wall Street. It got worse and worse and worse and worse well, with Bloomberg in there. You know, Spitzer was a victim of his own uh, appetites. You know, I mean, like, uh, that's all that happened. If you're the governor, you should be a lot more discreet than that. You would think, right? Yeah, that's just stupid. Yeah. Uh, and then they had that blind lieutenant governor after that. Who just he was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Illiterate. Illiterate and blind. And, you know, this guy's running the state, doing good work. He was actually the best governor we had in my lifetime, I think. You think so? I don't know. I, Everyone I, loves Bataki. I don't even remember, besides Mario Cuomo, he was the worst. I think David Patterson was actually by far the best. You know what? You may be right in terms of like a damage not done since he was only in for, what, a year and a half or so? Maybe two and a half years. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, that but long. he was pretty legit, too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess He's so. a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, like, look, you don't have to be able to read in order to be a scholar. <laughs> but he needed somebody to read to him. Oh. And you're the governor. <laughs> well, wait, was so he? Like, wait, so sheet? he was illiterate because he couldn't see, or because like, yeah, oh, I see. Braille. Braille he never. He was. He was Braille illiterate. Like he, we all are. How the hell can you read Braille? I, I don't know. Just tell me what's going on. If I'm if I'm the governor, I'd much rather have an assistant. I think that on. I bet you people used to be a lot more tactile when they had Braille. You know what I mean? Blind people. You know, like they they it probably really heightens the sensations in your fingertips. You know, I mean, you get you because if you can read that shit. And it's like, fucking, they read it like at a normal pace, you know? It's like, that shit's incredible to me. <laughs> you know about that? Blind people clicking? No, what do you mean? Blind people click. They so click. before schools and all that crap happened, blind people knew they would use that son their own sonar. Uh. They could walk through the woods at night. <laughs> uh, let me polish off the rest of this uh, 500 grand story. Uh, with this woman who got raped. Uh, and and I, I just wanted, just, just to see the difference. Now, uh, this settlement delivers some justice and further underscores the culture of impunity that exists among correctional staff in New York City jails. We hope other people will have suffered similar trauma, or who have suffered similar trauma on Rikers Island, or other local jails will speak out and seek justice. Uh, that's what the two lawyers said. Prosecutors said that uh, Cosme ambushed the former inmate inside a small closet area away from cameras. 910... November 30th, 2015. The victim was so worried that her complaints would be ignored by correction officers, officials, uh, yes, that she uh, that she mailed pieces of her shirt with Cosme's DNA on it to a friend and to a relative. And she also, well, that's that's a nice little thing to send. Like, I got you something from prison. Do you know uh, how from much 500000 is? Yeah, she also... <laughs> she also hold on. years of her being okay, in jail. Okay. She also accused McNeil of raping her, but had no physical evidence against him. So the health and safety of those in uh, DOC custody remains a top priority, as City Law Department spokesman said. The settlement is a fair resolution of the claims against the city and in the best interest of all parties. McNeil, if you will remember from the other story, is the one who initially raped her and was going to get raped ratted on. He repeatedly raped her, according to the lawsuit, raped her repeatedly while she was awaiting trial. And then when uh, Jose Cosme was going to uh, out him, he helped her rape her. That's the story. Is there a picture of this girl? No, she's anonymous. And uh, there's not a picture. What does it matter? Is she hotter than Stormy Daniels? <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, you know, you, she <laughs> our might most be, inmates she might be hot. hotter than most porn stars. Uh, I don't think some. that, look, look, rape is not about hot. It's about power. It's about domination. That's why people rape old ladies and stuff. Power. No, not, that's why women bang a bunch of guys and say, you rape me. You rape me. Oh, you think she's full of shit. 
Well, it sounds like you think she is. I, I, well, I mean, yeah, but I don't just say it. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, I just five hundred thousand is peanuts. If I got raped in prison, yeah, five hundred thousand by a by a guard. What if you get AIDS in prison? Uh, well, that's like, a bad like, situation. Like that's say what, say you're a family situation. man or you're a good kid. Yeah, you go off to prison. Say that. All of a sudden, you're getting raped in prison. All of a sudden, and then you get AIDS. And then you get AIDS. Well, I mean, you know, uh, you might get HIV, and then you, you might get released with <laughs> with with parole. That's true too. You might get out a little early and get a big settlement. Do you know how many people come out of jail with AIDS? No, how many? It's like huge. It's a like lot. A huge population. Yeah. It spreads in jails. You, what do they give condoms to inmates? I don't think they do. Do go, hey. Look, guys, if you're going to get raped, guys. safe rape. <laughs> I would love to see that statistic. Yeah. The, the, How many come out HIV with AIDS? HIV negative and HIV positive. This, this sounds very homophobic to me for some reason. Very Why? homophobic. Why? Like, just because they're men and they have sex together, that means that they're going to have AIDS. They're stuck in a pen in prison, <laughs> you think having you, unprotected sex well, with one another. Well, it's not like mold. Condoms. It doesn't just grow. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, somebody with AIDS. I don't think they put anybody with AIDS in the general population. So they give you a blood test before you go in? I'm pretty sure they must. Yeah. They must. I, I would think so. You don't want a whole prison getting AIDS. That's exactly what would happen. I don't think that they let people with AIDS run around in fucking prison. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. I, don't, I, I need to think that they don't. But we could ask somebody. Well, what, then what would you think if they did? If they did, I would be even more determined not to get caught doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a nightmare? Prison's a nightmare anyway. That's what I'm trying to AIDS tell you. AIDS is, is like the fucking last concern. You know what I mean? It's the first concern. Shit. There's so many things that are more immediate. Like not getting fucked in the ass. You know what I mean? Like uh, like not getting cut, not getting shivved. Which gang should I join? Who should I uh, make friends with? Who do with? I have to beat up first? Like really? Oh yeah, whose ass do I have to kiss? And who do I have to align with? Oh God. It's a whole different fucking ballgame, man. Prison is a different life. I did some time. You never done any time? I did hard time, motherfucker. I didn't do hard time. I got sent to a county jail, and my dad came like within like yeah, 11 hours because he, he knew jail wasn't a place for me. No, and you Spins. got raped during that time? <laughs> did you get AIDS? <laughs> no, but I sat next to a guy who was drinking and driving with his girlfriend, and they got in the car accident, and she died. Jesus. It was like the worst thing that ever happened in this guy's life. Yeah, that's like that song, The Last Kiss. Yeah, and he was in there, and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, that song, Last Kiss, it doesn't really focus much on, like, fucking, uh, you know, the guy's vehicular manslaughter charge. You know what I mean? Which this guy had, obviously. That's crazy. Well, you, you, that's, you seem to take that to heart. How was the guy taking it? Was he upset? Oh, yeah, he, lo he like, lost his girl. Like, how I took it was how unnecessary it was to have him in jail. To have him in jail? Well, I mean, what if he would have run over a kid? Give him a breathalyzer in the car. You know what they do? Really? You say don't put him in jail for that. If he's drunk driving and he, and he runs over his girlfriend? Run, no, and he runs over a kid. Oh, I thought you were talking about when he comes out and we let him drive around and he runs over a kid. No, no, I'm saying, well, that too. But I mean, like, uh, he, he doesn't teach a lesson. He doesn't learn a lesson about drunk driving that way, not learn a lesson. But he also doesn't, there's not justice in that, you know? I mean, it's, you take your life in your own hands, but you take the, on the lives of everybody out on the road, everybody walking, and anybody in your car. It's a, it's a weapon. What do you think of a mandatory breathalyzers? What do you mean? 
mandatory. Before you get in the car. Just yeah, everybody has that. Everybody. Uh, well, it seems like an expensive kind of deal. Seems a little. DWIs uh, are expensive. They are. They are. Yeah, and they yeah they, they a lot of lives and stuff too. But on the other hand, you know they have to be accurate all the fucking time. You know you might need your car. I say fuck that. I'm not. I'm not down with it. I say just yeah. People <laughs> just throw people in jail for they, the rest well, of their they, lives. Not the rest of their lives, but they shouldn't drive drunk. You know what's crazy. In New York State, if you have a DWI or a DUI on your record, they made a law in 2012 that they go back 25 years. And if over those 25 years you have over 20 points on your driver's license, mm-hmm. they take it away from you forever. Wow. Well, hopefully it takes many years to accumulate that much and you'll be 20 an old points. and you'll be an old man. One cell phone ticket is five. Wow. If you have 20 points in the last 25 years, you, you lose your license your forever. Life. Yeah, forever. And you can't even get one in another state. That's not, nah, surely not. They're not linked up like that. Different states would have different requirements, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to divulge my secrets here. I see. No, no, let's uh talk about this mom slayer who was indicted to try back a man suspected of slitting his mom's throat in a fight over his deceased dad's will. Okay, was uh, indicted Monday on second-degree murder and other charges, according to sources. Name's uh, 22-year-old Jared Ng. He was uh, not on hand for the brief hearing in Manhattan Criminal Court, but uh, prosecutors announced the indictment anyway. Cops claim claim that Ng slashed Paula Chin's throat, Ng slash Chin, at the Vestry Street home on uh, January 30th, and then called two friends, Jennifer Lopez, 18... And Taylor Swift, now Caitlin O'Rourke, uh, 22, to help him dispose of the body. Man, th- those are some good fucking friends, good female friends. Would you call two female friends to help you? There's, you're definitely getting caught. You call two female friends to help you dispose of a body? They, there's no way that you're going to keep that secret. Two of them. It's hard enough to keep it yourself. Yeah, let alone with two females involved. Oh, God. He, he allegedly told one of them that his 65-year-old mom uh, took a while to die. Well, that seems like a, it's unwise to say anything. I don't know. Uh, Who would you trust more not to rat? A good woman or like a like a dude friend? Well, I think yeah, girls I mean, hold secrets better. You think so? Well, I don't know. I mean, like uh, to me, like uh, there's. You ever heard of the your ways of communication? You know, telephone, telegraph, and tell a woman. <laughs> That's a joke that goes way back, but it, it tells a good point, you know? Like, I remember seeing my mom. My brother told her, like, listen, you can't tell this to anybody. It was something, like, about business or something like that, but he just it wasn't a big deal. Just want to keep it quiet, you know what I mean, for a certain time. Can't tell a soul, okay? Just you, mom, you, dad, really clear. And then, like, uh, she said they're talking to my aunt, you know? Next time she's talking to her, she's in the living room, and she's telling her everything that he had said. Dad's like, hey, yeah, it was supposed to be secret. He didn't mean her. Isn't that funny? It's like they, sometimes they uh, they don't understand the concept of like you know, that you mean what you say. So then again, these these lonely world, huh? Yeah, lonely world. What if these uh, soft? Uh, she's deceased now, so it's all good. But uh, what what about these uh, these women who uh, feel guilty though for burying a body, helping or helping them dispose of the body? First of all, I would think they would get all skeeved out and grossed out. They're young. You're young. All of a sudden, some guy has a dead body with you. Now you're on the scene of a crime with a dead body. You're going like, oh God, he called get him. that thing away from me. He called him. That's what the report says. We don't know. He said, hey, listen, uh, I got a little problem. Uh, it says, called two friends, Jennifer Lopez and uh, 
J-Lo got involved. That's what's that's that should be the headline. They kind of buried the lead on that one. Wait, J-Lo got involved in it? Jennifer Lopez helped uh, help him dispose of the body. I wonder how they disposed of it. I wonder. Oh, wow, a Bronx Navy psycho is in the next story. And this happens in the Boogie D. A U.S. Navy soldier used a Bronx Park for target practice, opening fire with his M4 rifle in the middle of the day with a pal. Red, red. In tow. Uh, when? Uh, this happened Monday. That's awesome. Yeah. Stephen Jenkins Jr., who's on active duty, was nabbed around 2.30 p.m. Sunday after someone called 911 report gunshots coming from the Soundview Park. And the uh, caller pointed out Jenkins. Right. There he is. And his friend, Cornell Morgan. Now, the 25-year-old serviceman was allegedly caught toting a case containing the M4 rifle similar to the M16. Shorter barrel, lighter body. Uh, this is my rifle, Jenkins allegedly told cops. But he might have said, this is my rifle. Or he might have said, this is my rifle. We don't know. Uh, cops charged him with one count of criminal possession of a machine gun. A machine gun? This is not in quotes, by the way. This is the Daily News extrapolation, a charge of a machine gun. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's a semi-automatic rifle. I mean... Uh, An M4's machine gun, come on. Is it continuous fire, or is it... Uh, oh, that's a, that, that's logistics stock. You're walking through the park, well, you, you see some guy with an M4, <laughs> the guy's got a machine gun. Right, this is the news, this isn't some <laughs> dumb witness. Uh, the M4 can be utilized... Okay, here we go. It can be utilized as a semi-automatic weapon, or in three-round burst fire mode. Okay, no, machine that's gun's not, that's good not enough. Nearly as scary, right? But it is carried extensively by soldiers in all branches. So hey, he's a psychopath for shooting guns in the park. That's a police awesome. source said of Jenkins. They needed someone to say that so they could put "psycho" in the title in the headline. Uh, Morgan, uh, twenty-eight, was allegedly carrying a Smith and Wesson forty caliber handgun. That's no small gun, and uh, charged one count of criminal possession of a weapon. See, that's where you're getting yourself in trouble when you start carrying multiple guns. You're like Travis Bickle. No, when you carry the handgun. <laughs> oh, why? That's more you illegal than the rifle? Yeah. Oh, so he probably wasn't even charged with the rifle. And you could easily call an M4 a hunting rifle. Well, they charge him with criminal possession of a machine gun. <laughs> I forgot with about the, that. But in three-round bursts, though, that's a machine rifle. gun. Come yeah, on, it's let kind the of guy a, go. Uh, well, uh, we yeah. lock people but up from what is, What's with all these people having to go to jail for their crimes? I just don't understand it. You know? Well, maybe he won't go to jail. I mean, Maybe this, he was this just sounds, trying to get sighted in. This know? man serves his country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he might have been out there trying. Maybe he thought he saw something, like a squirrel or a, a beaver or something. I'm quite surprised around here that we that something like that, someone would do something like that. We always have police patrolling around here. This is in the Boogie D. Sterling George, 57, who served in the Air Force for four years in the 1980s. See, he understands the military man. He'd be taking a big risk with people's lives, and his rank could be you stripped. You think he voted for Trump? Who's that? This guy. He's in the military. You think he voted for Hillary in the military? Some people probably did. He's black and he's in the military, so it could go either way. Most, he's in most the, of the and he's in the Bronx shooting guns. So that's, that's yeah, he, it's a weird kind of shooting guns, but yeah, it's still, yeah, hmm, I don't know. Flip is a coin. More he might not a, have voted at all. If you're in the Bronx shooting a gun, are you more likely to be a Democrat or a Republican? Well, normally, if you're in the Bronx shooting guns, you uh, you might be robbing somebody. This is not normal shooting. He's in a park with a rifle. Or you're a cop. Or you're <laughs> they a like cop. They like to shoot guns. Yeah, I like to shoot guns. Do you like to shoot guns? It's over. I mean, listen, uh, it's important to know how to shoot a weapon. 
Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, and I got a good shot, you know. You're pretty I, good. I'm not that good. But I think it's an overrated. It's it's something that you got to learn. You got to get in. But then it I doesn't make my no, dick hard or nothing. You yeah, know, I like don't get that too people, excited. When people talk about getting all like, oh my god, it doesn't really do me that way. I got fired. It's fun. Fire, squeeze the trigger. You know, try to get good shots. But and it's like it's, I real, might as well be playing basketball. It's the same thing for a real rifle, not like a little 22. The rounds are a dollar a piece. Mm. Oh, the expense. Yeah. By the time you in New York mm. now, you're not allowed to buy. More than um, 20 rounds every 120 days. How do they police that? The gun laws are going to be so strict. They're even going to look at your... Uh, what, going to be or are? The, the law on the table, they're looking at... Um, oh. You're, you're going to have to look at your Facebook, everything. Facebook. Yeah, they're going to look at your social media. A background check will include but that. where yeah. they really get you is on the ammo. You're only allowed to buy two magazines worth of ammo every 120 days. Right, and how do they police that, you think? Is that me know. or you? Was that you? Or was that that? Me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the gun know. stores don't want to break any rules because if they break any rules, they lose their license. There's not a hell of a lot of them. So whoever's here is doing pretty good. No answer at Jenkins' apartment. And, uh, there's one found, in Newburgh. Yeah. Uh, he was vaguely <laughs> I'm aware. I'm sure there's more than one in Newburgh. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, Morgan's father, Desmond, said he was vaguely aware of his son's arrest. I'm so sorry. I'm not interested. He responded when asked for a comment. That's well, a wise man. <laughs> that's a very wise man. Yeah, he's also a guy who is, uh, yeah, he doesn't want to get involved in his son's <laughs> bullshit, apparently. Yeah, that's, that's great. Jury saw some bloody pictures in court. In court, Manhattan jurors were shown gruesome crime scene photos of the blood-tinted water at the, uh, in the tub where Shell Danis, Shell Danischewski, found dead in 2009. This is a very long trial, a very protracted uh, case. Her estranged husband, Ron Coughlin, charged with snapping her neck and making it look as if she slipped and fell in the tub of her upper west side apartment. <laughs> We've been talking about this story the entire time that the podcast has been on since 2011 this story will pop up from time to time now apparently here they are in court uh and uh yeah this guy was uh and, and i still don't remember all the details of it he just like fucking set it up to look like this he i think there was some money involved you know maybe some kids or some shit like that that he wanted possession of or something but uh yeah it's uh they get to see the the gruesome crime scene photos not nearly as gruesome as that fucking psycho nanny up there. how did he get caught well, I mean, when they do the, uh, you know, post-mortem, whatever, the, whatever they call it, you know, when they try to find the cause of death and her neck is snapped and they look at the way she's laying there and then they look at the husband and then they go, that's not a normal way for her neck to snap. And then they look at him and then, you know, things just kind of grow from there. I they think probably it, found a hair strain on the soap. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they yeah. were like, okay. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, so you think it was just obviously murder? Obviously. Oh, you mean usually like when people kill their spouses, it's not a happy marriage, you know? And so like there's there's a lot of like eyewitness testimony, like when they talk to uh, people who are just around the couple, you know what I mean? Because they will. And first of all, how many people snap their neck falling in the fucking tub? Not that many. It's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. You wouldn't just go, well, how about that? She well, fell in the tub. Well, have a good day, sir. Sorry about your loss. What side of the story? Did he cave and admit it? Or is he saying, I wasn't there, I had nothing to do with it? Well, it's on trial, so I guess he didn't admit it. He's probably saying, like, or, or he could be saying, like, I did it, but I had a good reason. But, uh, yeah, I don't think so. 
Her estranged husband's charged with snapping her neck and then making it look as if she slipped and fell in a tub in her upper west side apartment. You know what we're going to do? Take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with some details on that story. It's just because we brought it up. What the fuck? We'll be back in a sec. We're back. I want to remind you to uh, watch on Monday Crime Report on Compound Media. It is free on Mondays. You get to watch me do the show. If you like the show, you've been listening for years. Don't you want to see me do a crime show? I mean, wouldn't you love it? Wouldn't you love it? Remember how hard I worked just to get here, and it's not that far. Crime Report on Monday, Compound Media. Now, we were talking about Rod Covlin, this uh, guy who was on trial for murder. Well, he was a... he was uh, charged, and his, his wife was wealthy, first of all. This is back in 2009. And uh, he was uh, a failed stock trader, Covlin was. He's 45 now. And uh, at the time, he was a little younger, 2009, in his 30s, I guess. Uh, and uh, she had a $4 million fortune. She, it's uh, not that much. It's not that much, I know. But, you know, apparently he liked that more than he liked his wife. Uh, <laughs> he made... Uh, see, here's where he went wrong. He... Uh, you know, he was two months away from getting this uh, all this money, by the way. See, uh, for years, he, he, he has been the prime suspect in it, uh, in the murder. Uh, but he was not charged until much, much later. He wasn't charged until, I believe, what is this, 2000, uh, 2009 murder for years. So it, it took him years because he was a couple of, couple of uh, months away. Um, anyway, uh, oh yeah, the fortune had been kept in a trust due to a wrongful death suit filed against him in 2011. That's why it was in a trust. So you know why they did that, right? Because they didn't want him to get the money. They wanted, yeah. They wanted to prevent the money from going to him, and 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 really, uh, they. No, I think they, they made a lawsuit, so he'd have to get a lawyer, uh-huh. and he'd have to pay for a lawyer for his whole lawsuit. But I think they, but I think and they then suspected he wasn't him. Able to get a criminal defense. You think so? Yeah, I think because he was paying one lawyer. That's how lawyers sick. How can we decimate him right now? Hmm. But what, what do you mean, lawyer? So they sued him. The wrongful death suit was brought by her parents, I believe. Yeah, of course. Their yeah. parents are the ones with the money. Yeah. But they, you know, like, okay. So you're saying he's innocent, huh? How do they know her dad didn't do it? Oh, uh, okay. Well, like, is there any evidence? What's the evidence? Did he confess? Yeah, he. he hold on, hold on. Yeah, he blabbed. Remember what we were talking about before? He blabbed to, to his girlfriend. He told her that he killed his wife. Yes. He told her, I killed my wife on New Year's Eve, is what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, it's in the uh, New Year's Eve slaying of his banker wife. Uh, she was doing very well. Um, show Danishevsky Kovlin found dead in the bathtub of a New York City apartment. Sources told New York So Times. the wife heard this and was like, oh my God, this is creepy as hell. The girlfriend, you mean? The girlfriend ran to the police and told them? Yeah, so it would appear. She went to the authorities and gave them the ammunition to indict him. Uh, this one would be a great Law & Order episode, a source How said. How mad was she at her new boyfriend? Oh, uh, yeah. But you did want... Well, she can't carry that around. If he told her, there's no telling who will tell. Then she's a she's an accessory after the fact. See, there, there's absolutely no evidence that this guy committed this crime. Well, it says here, we always knew he did it. But the DA's office is very conservative in prosecuting homicide cases. So the case proceeded very slowly. Oh, that's where they want to be conservative? Yeah. Well, I Colum- guess it would be slow and Columbia, smart. Columbia grad who sponged off his wife while pursuing a passion. No, I, I, a passion for backgammon. He's a very good backgammon player. He was arrested on a warrant at the Metro North Station. Uh, he was totally stunned. Wasn't expecting this at all. Had a blank stare on his face. Uh, now, look at the guy, though. I mean, does, does this guy look like an innocent man to you? You can tell from the photo. 
you know, they chose that photo. So this guy looks guilty as fuck. That's a guilty looking man. Look at him leering. He's like, yes, backgammon and murder. Kovlin. Uh, this is from an Australian newspaper. Uh, it's from the, uh, yeah, the news.com, au.au. Where, where did he grow up? <laughs> I don't know where the fuck he grew up. I, I don't absorb all the information instantly. <laughs> I mean, sorry. like, you know, I just tell you as I find it here. You ask these questions, I'm, I don't know. I start looking for it. And, uh, yeah, her husband and several other relatives uh, sat in the courtroom and declined to comment afterwards. Coughlin faces 25 years of life if convicted or held without bail. So he's been in jail since like, 2012 or so, 2013. Uh, we had said from the beginning years ago that he had been the focus of enormous pressure to be charged on this, uh, you know, for these crimes. Uh, Shell's body was found by the couple's three, uh, excuse me, uh, Shell's body was found by the couple's then nine-year-old daughter face down in the Jesus bathtub of her Manhattan home. Their oh son, God. then three, was asleep in another room. Uh, Shell, who worked for UBS, was set to meet with lawyers the next day to cut Covlin from her will. So she was going the next day to cut him out of her will. Her estate included more than uh, $53.5 million in life insurance policies. So uh, cops initially thought that uh, she accidentally slipped. The only visible wound was a cut on her head. And then, as per custom, her Orthodox Jewish parents at first refused an autopsy. So that was helpful to him. Well, she was quickly buried in Hawthorne in Westchester, but nagging questions led her parents to agree to an autopsy three months later, and it found a bone in her throat was broken by force. Her divorce lawyer, Dominic Barbro. Oh, she broke her neck, dude. Yeah, but it was Three months later, they're like, oh, this is done by force? This is why this guy isn't put away yet. They don't have any case against him. Just because he blabbed to an ex-wife, they could discredit that woman so much. They don't have a case. Uh, I think he's a creep. He had kids. Yeah, two kids. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, he's. A, you think he's a creep? Is that what you said? The, I. I. I mean, think I think he's an feel, innocent man. Why do you think he's say a, either way? Why do you think? Yeah, exactly. Well, the unemployed backgammon a whiz, this is a different story, who, uh, ch- who was uh, charged with the 2009 murder of his estranged wife, was caught on tape discussing arranging a marriage between his 13-year-old daughter and a man in Mexico. Prosecutors said at a bail hearing in, in Manhattan Supreme Court that Rod Covlin hatched the bizarre plot in 2013 in a bizarre bid uh, to collect on the $1 million trust fund his late wife left her. To, to get her money. He wants the 13-year-old's money. Uh, the defendant comes up with a plan to kidnap his 13-year-old daughter, take her to Mexico, and pay some Mexican $10,000 to marry her so that she'll no longer be a minor. Uh, his plan would be to get custody and get access to all the money. That was, that was the plan, according to the source here. Some Mexican law firm can handle it, make sure it gets done properly. Kovlin is heard saying to an unidentified confidant, A, on the tape, uh, snippets of which were played in court. Uh, Justice Bonnie Whitner looked stunned as she heard what Covlin had described. His lawyer uh, told uh, told Whitner, he has Robert Gottlieb, who I believe I've heard that name, that's a pretty good lawyer, uh, that it was the chatter of a desperate man who'd lost custody of his kids and knew his daughter was suicidal over their situation. So he said the children wanted to live with him after their mother's passing, but were stuck with his parents in Westchester. He did something that, looking back, even Mr. Covlin would say, obviously, he shouldn't have done paying $10,000 for some Mexican to marry his uh, 13-year-old daughter. But it was not, again, money. It was to protect his children. So he wanted to pay somebody in Mexico $10,000 to marry his 13-year-old daughter so that she would be an adult and so he could swindle her out of the money, get her to sign it over to him, I guess. 
Jesus. Falsely reported his wife for sexually abusing their three-year-old's... Oh, Covlin had falsely reported his wife Wait. for sexually abusing the three-year-old son. That's interesting. Prompted an, infi- an official investigation. Her. Sell her? No, he's, she comes with ten grand. He's paying somebody to marry. marry my thirteen-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. Here's who ten grand. You are definitely going to consummate. Here's ten grand. Here's ten grand. That's uh-huh. bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a really bad thing to do. Sell your daughter in this hemisphere and do much, much better. You know. Well, that was still the same hemisphere. It was just Mexico. You know. But uh, yeah, you want to keep it in the hemisphere. You don't want to sell it all. Southern hemisphere. Fuck that. There's hardly anybody down there. Northern Hemisphere, if you're going to sell your 13-year-old daughter. and uh, There's no money down there. Or not only sell her, but, uh, you know, I and guess too much pay somebody. In South America, too. Mm. Oh, sexy women, you think? Huh? I don't know. Not South America. Southern Hemisphere. I'm talking Australia and whatever the fuck else is down there. Asia and shit, I guess. I don't know. Some of that stuff. But Sex anyway, slavery is so Asia. crazy. It couldn't be Asia. Well, you see, uh, what do you think about him falsely reporting his wife for abusing the three-year-old son? He's definitely not a libertarian. <laughs> he also... <laughs> libertarians would never do such a thing. He also snuck into her apartment without her permission to take her computer and camera. He then snapped photos from inside the home as if to show her he had access to the apartment and she wasn't safe. So it's to intimidate her. Around that time, uh, he called her work supervisor to bogusly claim uh, that she was a drug addict. Well, this guy's a menace. And in the years since his wife's death is disturbed, longtime suspect... Trolled for underage girls through a game called Castle Age. He played on Facebook. That is, dude. That's a bit general. I mean, we don't really. Is Castle Age for children? Because if I, it is, it's got like unicorns and like uh, castles on it and uh, stuff. Yeah, like, come that's, on. That's completely adult. Uh, but like not, the way people get suspended from Facebook, they can't keep a forty-year-old guy off of. <laughs> Right. No, they're more concerned. So long as you don't advocate for some sort of a white nationalist cause or something, you know. And and, and what's white nationalist? Everything that's not Democrat. It was in the habit of poking visibly. Uh, oh, he would poke them. Visibly very young females. He was called out for being a pervert. So even they knew it. He would poke them. You know how you poke people on Facebook? I think that's over. Do they still have poking? I think they still have poking. That's really not something I ever understood. Like, like, why would you even have that? Yeah. Poke. You got poked. I, I, some people would tell them that I like, oh, I got poked. Uh, I got a poke. My, I didn't know that didn't happen. You never had a poke? No, I had pokes, but, but like, but but, but then, but if I asked somebody about, it, they're like, I, I didn't. They were poking people on your behalf, as Facebook was. Facebook would just do that, yes, because they knew nobody was using it. They were trying to get. They, oh, did people forget about this poking thing? What's weird with Facebook? I don't. I don't doubt that. Is your suggested friends? Right. Those are weird. Well, usually it's just like people that you have a lot of common friends with. It's just somebody you just met. It's weird. Oh, I see. Like you, you just met him in real life and you're like, hey, the wait. Way they, like, what was that Cambridge Analytica? What was it? Yeah, like they were doing Facebook intelligence off the data. They were mining data off of Facebook right. and using it for the campaign. Well, they don't even need that because you know what they can do now? I mean, that helped, you know. But they can do this now where they, uh, like, they're listening, basically. Like, if you're talking, you know, like on the phone or something like that, or you, if you're somewhere where your phone can, and you got Facebook on your phone, like, you might say, all right, well, I'm going to go buy a new mattress today. Yeah, new mattress. I need a new, yeah. Well, the old mattress, whatever. But I'm going to go to whatever and buy a new mattress. And then, like, you open your Facebook, and there's an ad for mattresses. 
And it's like, it happens with some regularity. There's been articles written about it and shit. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, who gives a shit? It's probably a coincidence. But, I mean, I don't think so. I think No, that, that's not a coincidence. No. That's, that's what Google's going to go for. So everyone's so happy that Amazon's leaving. Guess what? Google's going to come. Google's going to do it. Isn't Google already here? Yeah, they just doubled. They doubled. Do you know what was so sexy about that spot in Long Island City? What? It touches the Sunnyside Rail Yard. You said that in such a fucking erotic way. What's so sexy about it is it touches the Sunnyside Rail Yard <laughs> in its sleep. And they're building a direct tunnel into Grand Central Station. You you say all these things with such significance, and I'm like, I don't know what the who, why they're spending thirteen point five billion dollars on it. Okay, that's just news. Okay, I hear you. That's, that seems like quite a project. What's the conclusion I'm supposed to draw? Because that's just a sexy area in Long Island City to own. No, the Long Island Railroad is going to have a new rail station that's going to go straight into Grand Central. So right. under the Queensboro Bridge, they built this huge, huge tunnel with commercial trains. And passenger trains going into Grand Central like never seen before. Never and seen the, before. And they're going to be expanding the Long Island Railroad straight out through the city. So okay. East New York, Jamaica, all those places are going to be 15 minutes away. Sounds great. Totally rezoned. Sounds great. It's not great. Why? We're at a crossroads. Okay. What was one of the key reasons Amazon didn't make it? I don't know. Gentrification. Okay. It's real. What, what gentrification, the fact that it exists? Yeah, no. What to go into a neighborhood like East New York and just be like, <laughs> you've been living in this dump for the last 40 years. They weren't going into East New York, they're going to Long Island City. No, they're building a train to Grand Central uh, that's a one stop express all the way out to East New York to Jamaica uh, and a one stop to East New York. Okay. And Cypress Hills and that whole area. You're never going to gentrify East New York. It's never going to happen. It will never, ever happen. I've With ta- I know. My friend J.J. Ramirez told me that. You got to do it. You cannot gentrify. It's, de- <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> he swears to God. Yeah, I got to get back to the story. Okay, okay. We're almost out of time, but I wanted to, uh, why are you messaging my 11-year-old daughter? It was one angry response. This is Covlin playing that little game with these little oh, kids, geez. the guy who, who broke his wife's neck and tried to marry off his 13-year-old daughter to some stranger in Mexico, I believe. Why are you messaging my 11-year-old daughter? Was one angry response. <laughs> you absolute pedophile poking little girls, dirty bastard. Get a fucking life. You make me sick, was another. Multiple messages. Uh, indicted on uh, two counts of second-degree murder for allegedly strangling 47-year-old uh, Shell uh, Dana. You know, I'd say that there was enough evidence from that particular broken bone. You know, once you, like, have have done thousands of these post-mortem examinations or whatever, you realize, like, uh, oh, wow, this there's a, a consistent thing. It's consistent with choking, consistent with strangling, rather than, like, a slip in the bathtub, you know what I mean? Like you, like it would take a certain amount of pressure to break a bone, and they know however many you know pounds or whatever pressure it takes, and they're like, it's impossible for her to hit her neck hard enough on the way down and not have a bruise for this to occur. Shit well, like she's that. Convulsing and it would have to. It would have to, to be sustained pressure on it for a certain amount of time. You know, they they can figure that yeah, shit out. Like with your head. 
You know, they can always figure these things no, out. No, they'd go, oh, I uh, read this in my exam books, blah, 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 blah. Exam like, books? This, this is not like the... This is not somebody's... Broken neck. Uh, no, they don't be. farm this out to students or something. I mean, these are experienced criminologists who can tell how somebody died. Oh, or, or They asked I, the commissioner how they it, wanted to go. And it might not be proof. It might not be proof, but it is evidence. And, it, and apparently it was enough for an arrest. It's evidence. I mean, what do you think? They, they, they somebody just... came into the house and killed her. Somebody. Somebody who didn't have a million dollars or four million dollars riding on it. Like he was about to get cut out of the How will the next you day. Know... You need motive. You need means. And I don't know. I would like to do it off the record, but how do you know that the parents didn't hire a hitman? <laughs> to pin it on him while they're going to write him out of the will. I don't know. I really don't think that's how things work, but that's an interesting theory. I mean, like, a, you could, we can, how do you know like, it to death? But, you know, if you, but if you could, know? if you could draw like a straight line and you only had one straight line to draw and your life depends on it, would you draw it to him or would you draw it to her parents? On whether he's guilty if at this to time, char- I would, to, ch- to, charge to charge him, him I would yeah. walk away. No, you, you have to draw a line. To charge, you have to. To charge a guy. To to charge uh, to to put it on either him or the parents. <laughs> it would be him, of course. I, as a juror, I would say the guy gets off, and the parents—that's what they get for letting their daughter marry such a creep. Wow, that's interesting justice. Uh, he was also at one time. Now, uh, according to this story. Prosecutors say that he tried to frame his nine-year-old daughter for his wife's 2009 murder. Former stock trader accused of murdering his wife tried to frame his nine-year-old daughter for the crime, according to prosecutors. So this guy's just on a power trip, huh? <laughs> Charged with murder in 2000. You talk about the prosecutors? No. They're just like, we're going to charge you with everything. Maybe, but this guy, like with all these girls around them, he's just... He's she was gonna... also uh, older than him, too. Shell was. A lot older. 47. And when he, she died, right? Yeah, when, when she died, and he, and he was in his 30s, yeah. So that's another another reason to kill her. Found dead by her daughter <laughs> in the bathtub of her luxury Upper East Side apartment in New Year's Eve 2009, a day after she made an appointment with her lawyer to cut her husband, Ron Cuvlin, who's now 45, out of her will. Uh, 2009, nine years ago, 36. Prosecutors say Cuvlin, a former stock trader, turned backgammon pro, choked her, and then staged her death to look like an accidental drowning. How did they know Accidental that? drowning. So it wasn't even falling. It was accidental drowning he set it up to look like. The only reason that they got her in the ground to begin with is because her traditional Jewish parents didn't want to have an autopsy. That's the only way it worked. Wait a minute. So she was in the shower with the knee, with the water up to her? Apparently they, he wanted to make it look like an accidental drowning. Because remember the blood-tinted water at the beginning of all this that the jurors saw? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, they, they, you know they can tell a drowning from a fall. That was my fault. I, I told you that because I thought that was what it was, but it was an accidental what drowning. you tell me about a bone in the neck? Well, the bone in the neck, too, yeah. So that but just they, tells but, me that somebody came in and strangled her. Just somebody. It's all the time. It wasn't Some, me. Was somebody, it, what, what if there's no uh, signs of forced entry? You can break into a house pretty easily. Yeah? Can you can you break into a luxury Upper East Side apartment pretty easily? You can sneak in pretty easily. Pretty easily, huh? And and why would he do that? When there's when there's nothing taken, nothing stolen. She wasn't raped. The children are, are still there. She's got three kids. Her. 
he straight up killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs>